In this episode, we're going to look at the behavioural approach to explaining phobias, which is the two-process model, including classical and operant conditioning. Maurer, in 1960, argued that phobias are learned by classical conditioning and then maintained by operant conditioning, so two processes are involved. Classical conditioning involves association. An unconditioned stimulus triggers a fear response. Fear is an unconditioned response. For example, being bitten creates anxiety. The neutral stimulus is associated with the unconditioned stimulus. For example, being bitten by a dog when the dog previously did not create anxiety. The neutral stimulus becomes a conditioned stimulus producing fear, which is now the conditioned response. The dog becomes a conditioned stimulus causing a conditioned response of anxiety or fear following the bite. Watson and Rayner, 1920, showed how a fear of rats could be conditioned in Little Albert. Whenever Albert played with a white rat, a loud noise was made close to his ear. The noise, which was the unconditioned stimulus, caused a fear response, which was the unconditioned response. The rat, which was the neutral stimulus, did not create fear until the bang and the rat had been paired together several times. Albert showed a fear response, which was the conditioned response, every time he came into contact with the rat, which was now the conditioned stimulus. Little Albert also showed a fear in response to other white furry objects, including a fur coat and a Santa Claus beard. Operant conditioning takes place when our behaviour is reinforced or punished. Negative reinforcement is where an individual produces behaviour that avoids something unpleasant. When a person with a phobia avoids a phobic stimulus, they escape the anxiety that would have been experienced. This reduction in fear negatively reinforces the avoidant behaviour and the phobia is maintained. If someone has a morbid fear of clowns, they will avoid circuses and other situations where they may encounter clowns. The relief felt from avoiding clowns negatively reinforces the phobia and ensures it is maintained rather than confronted. One strength of the two-process model is its real-world application. The idea that phobias are maintained by avoidance is important in explaining why people with phobias benefit from exposure therapies. Once avoidance behaviour is prevented, it ceases to be reinforced by the reduction of anxiety. Avoidance behaviour therefore declines. This shows the value of the two-process approach because it identifies a means of treating phobias. One limitation is the inability to explain cognitive aspects of phobias. Behavioural explanations, like the two-process model, are geared towards explaining behaviour. In this case, avoidance of the phobic stimulus. However, we know that phobias also have a significant cognitive component. For example, people hold irrational beliefs about the phobic stimulus. This means that the two-process model does not fully explain the symptoms of phobias. Another strength is evidence linking phobias to bad experiences. De Jong et al. in 2006 found that 73% of dental phobics had experienced a trauma, mostly involving dentistry, evidence of the link between bad experiences and phobias. Further support came from the control group of people with low dental anxiety, where only 21% had experienced a traumatic event. This confirms that the association between the stimulus, which is dentistry, and an unconditioned response, which is pain, does lead to the phobia. As a counterpoint, not all phobias appear following a bad experience. Snake phobias still occur in populations where very few people have any experience of snakes. 
Also, not all frightening experiences lead to phobias. This means that behavioural therapies do not provide an explanation for all cases of phobia.